0: Hi guys, it's me, Sarah, your resident hairdresser and newest podcaster. And this is Between Appointments, my new little project where I am going to be sharing the stories, the topics, the learnings, the findings, the laughs that I get to share with my customers and clients when I'm in the salon. I've thought about this for so long about how important it is the conversations I get to be a part of and how it might feel good for other people in the world to feel like they're not so alone in them or just to have a laugh or to learn something new from another human that is just like them. So thanks for being here. I will talk to you soon between appointments. Well, hello. Welcome, friends. I am so excited to be here. I'm also a little nervous. (laughs) I've never really pursued this. I had this thought in 2017 about how funny our conversations are as hairdressers and clients, and I was like, God, it'd be so fun to listen to a podcast with some of my guess on them because their lives, man, you can't make it up. And it's so fun to share in it as a hairdresser. And this seems to be the timing and the way that I'm going to start this. I don't totally have a structure set up or guess or anything like that. So along the way, things could shift and change, but I'm so glad you're here right now. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I am a hairstylist. I have been doing hair for 13 years here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I grew up in Utah, but moved here in 2007. So I went to college, graduated, went to hair school, and never looked back. When I got out of hair school, I assisted for a really short period of time in a really big, fancy salon. And as much as I was enjoying some parts of it, a lot of it I wasn't. So I went to the next phase of my career, which was a smaller salon. And that was also really great. I loved it. I met some great people and built some clients there that have stayed with me ever since but I quickly found myself needing like a smaller landscape so that I could have more of the connection I needed with my customers and with myself. And so I moved into studio spaces and looking back at the three spaces I've had over the course of my career, they definitely have matured with me as I've matured as a human and as a stylist. So I think it's kind of cute to look back and be like oh that first studio was so fun it was so cute and also like oh Sarah (laughs) but it's been a great experience kind of evolving in that way and there have been different ebbs and flows that have affected different things I've chosen and pursued but at this stage of my life I feel really fortunate I have a really steady group of regular clients. And I keep up on education. I have a really vast network of other stylists and beauty professionals that I get to engage with. And this is just a new layer in which I want to build my own reputation and brand and business around. So I don't want to do hair less. I don't really want to do hair too much more. I just want to find another way to express myself and add to what I've already got going because it's been really good to me. So the idea I had years ago was like, oh, let's like get mics and then have people sign a little thing like saying what their fake name would be during their appointment so we wouldn't give away their anonymity and let's record the conversations. And that might still come how come out however it's going to, but... um I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. For now, I think I'm just going to kind of see how things play out and take some of the topics that come up pretty regularly, either in regards to the beauty industry or trends or just hair aging, whatever the topic is, and bring it forward through this platform. And then I also... I'm going to bring up like conversations and ways to allude to what people share with me. I'll always honor and respect people's anonymity with this process, but a lot of it too is just my own experience of what I see from my lens of it with them. So I'm really excited you're here and I just can't wait to see what kind of unfolds. I know as a hairdresser, I have spent years really trying to find like the mastery in my craft. And I can very confidently say that I love to do color. I love to do color. I have worked with a lot of different lines and I don't even know if I could count (laughs) because at one point I really was using multiple lines in one of my studios just to kind of figure out like what I liked best from each, and then it just got to be so complex, and I simplified things. I did take a break from doing color for a couple reasons, but I came back to it and rebuilt my color business and just really found a passion with the current color line that I use in the company, Davinesse. Um Along the way with my hair dressing journey, though, I've always naturally had like an inclination for cutting even in hair school it just came easy to me it made sense um as I took classes in it the way that my brain is telling me to do things and hearing an educator tell me this is how you execute it just gave me the affirmation that I was I'm always on the right track just trust your gut and I've also learned too like if I'm not really great at something or if that's not my niche source it out get connected with other stylists and say, "Hey, I love you. I think you have great style." That's not something I'm great at, but let me find somebody who is. And 9 times out of 10 those clients will either come back to me or they'll find another way to use me as like somebody in their Rolodex of support for all things beauty, which is awesome. So, if you're new to the hair industry, keep that in mind. You don't have to be good at it all in the beginning. Try it all, I think and then once you kind of fine tune what you're good at go in hard and go in strong. I'm also all about the experience, which was really hard for me in like some of the salon environments I was at because it just wasn't the type of experience I enjoyed as a customer and working in it was really hard because it just didn't it didn't fall into alignment with me. So being in studios has really allowed me to create this intimate Relaxing, restorative, fun, personal moment. And sometimes I'm double booked, so you do have to share some of my time in this space with other humans. But for the most part, like I can kind of tailor things to my clients' needs, my own needs, and it's worked really well. I worked in hospitality throughout college, um, I worked at the W Hotel in Scottsdale. It was so fun. It was like a lifetime ago, it feels. But Some of the things I learned in that job that I now get to bring to how I run my own business, it's so funny how it just falls in without me even really thinking about it. It just naturally is a part of who I am. So all my W Day partners and friends and crime, oh, I love you guys. You helped raise me (laughs) in my young years of adulthood when I think of college, I think more about that experience more so than I do being in college, but I love it. So I definitely am all about the experience and making sure people feel good, both with how they feel when they leave and with how they look when they leave. And that's such a privilege to get to physically be given permission to touch somebody and help change the way they look when they look in the mirror and how they feel about it. And then also giving them like a mini experience when they're in there, either a break from their regular lives an ear to listen or maybe like a, a break from their own life to hear what's going on in somebody else's. Um, It's just, it's a very cool experience being a hairdresser. And I think historically Hairdressers have certain reputations um, just because of the, the nature of the business and also what goes on in society. But historically, hairdressers, they have like a really important role in society, in my opinion. Um, I always like to study like the how or the why. And, you know, hairdressers way back when were kind of tied to witch doctors. Um, so when men or women mostly women because men usually would go see like a barber. But um, when women would go into like a beauty salon or a shop, the hairdressers would kind of like almost be like pre-diagnosing people or finding out like what's happening with these people and then say, okay, you need to go see so-and-so. And And then they'd source them out to whoever or whatever it was that they were looking for medicinally because there weren't hospitals and that type of medical culture available. And it really still reigns true even to this day. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that hairdressers are diagnosing people with things. Um, It's much more evolved. But my grandmother um, on my dad's side, she said this to me. And I have never forgotten it. I've shared it with a lot of my clients over the years. But they moved around a lot. They, um, They had jobs that took them all over the country. And every time they moved, she said that she would try and find her hairdresser, her mechanic, and her jeweler. And they would help her find everybody else. Because they work and interact with the public who all do different things at different levels. And I thought that was such good advice as a little girl to hear. And it really has held me to a standard as a hairdresser with my grandmother saying that like, it's important for me to make sure that the people I'm referring my customers to, whether it's the cool restaurants in town or a good alterations person or a dentist or whatever, like, it's really important for me to have a good connection or resource to share with my community. So there's your hot tip (laughs) if you're moving or if you've moved recently, go find those things because those people are going to take care of how you look. They're going to take care of the vehicle that you ride around in and they're going to take care of pieces of like ancestry or heirlooms that are passed down or pieces that you want to pass down and you want them to be taken care of really well. So, That little story about my upbringing with my grandma and her impression is just like one of many I know I'll share over time, but it just, it really rings true. And I think looking back over the years, the amount of clients I've had who have been referred to me by an existing client that then sat in my chair and then I have given insight or advice or an opinion on a topic, a school Decision for their children, or any good ideas for how to celebrate this birthday, or gift ideas, or therapists, or whatever it is. Like, I feel like I have really been able to embody that and give that to so many people, even people who haven't moved here. But it's a really interesting thing that they don't share or teach with you or teach to you when you're in hair school. And they probably should. I think as I've like mentored some hairdressers out of school. And had them as assistants. It's been kind of funny because I I really learned I'm not one to have a staff. I'm not one to manage a team. I like having my little sweet mates. I enjoy working with my husband. I've enjoyed mentoring students on like a short term basis, but having a full time assistant or staff like that. That would have to be like a really special person (laughs) for me to take on because I think I do really care so much about how the person takes care of the public because it reflects back on me that I, I don't out of fear take that on. Not because I don't trust them, but I just take my reputation and my brand, so to speak, really kind of seriously. But anyways, speaking of brand and business. So for 13 years, I've been a hairdresser for nine of them. I've been in a studio space where I had to pursue education on my own. And it was really nice because I got to get the type of education I wanted, but I also had to pay for it. So I've shared this with some of my clients in the last couple months, but each year I kind of allot like a certain amount of money towards education that year. And I do stuff on a weekly basis, usually through like a network education program, or I'll do stuff like monthly and like take some online courses. And then every, every so often I'll sign up for like a big in-person or like a weekend long something or other. I haven't done that recently, but this year I decided instead of like skills for behind the chair is going to invest in the business side of it because really I just have been working for nine years as a studio owner at mastering the craft and the business kind of ran on autopilot, which it hasn't been bad. I am very fortunate that it's done so well in the ways that I did it, but looking back, I really should have done it reverse. Like I should have taken courses in how to like run a small entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur based business course before pursuing the education, not before, I guess, more in tandem, but also those things weren't as widely available when I first started to get into having my own studio. So there's a little like insight as to what's been happening with me this year is like the business side of it is growing and developing and it kind of influenced me to leap into this podcast. So I am really appreciative of the business coach I'm working with. She has been wonderful and I just, I don't know. I think it's really, really cool to see the evolution of how the world is looking as far as like learning. I did go to college first, but I technically don't need my degree to do what I'm doing. And so the value in a college education, like it's really person to person and what you end up doing. I think that as a hairdresser, I have gotten more respect from the general public when I have said that I went to college. I think that if I didn't say that or if I hadn't done that, there would be a, a small shift in the way that the general public treated me. I mean, I that's kind of a generalization, but it's it's kind of how I feel. So I think that people had a little more respect for me because, oh, she went to college, you know, and it's like I did, but I also worked full-time during college and I I definitely subscribed to the mindset of seeds get degrees. So <laughs> I don't even know what my GPA was when I left college, but I got a degree and then I went right into beauty school or hair cosmetology school. So I just, I think it's really fun to see how the world is opening up. It's It's ideas and it's um, acceptance into how people learn and grow and what it means to do certain things based off of a label or what it means to do things because you actually are in the know. So I'm excited, nervous, who knows what the future is going to look like. It's pretty, pretty unknown right now i know for our boys i have two little boys for those of you that don't know they're little when i say little i mean real little two and under um but the thought of like are they going to go to college i'm not going to discourage them from going to college but it's just definitely different thinking about that so who knows we definitely have savings accounts for them, but making sure that they have money set aside to put towards whatever type of pursuit they have, whether it's vocational training or college or like some type of investment in like a coaching or mastermind program for a year to pursue their entrepreneur gene. I don't know. I just want to make sure that we have that. For the boys and that there's access to it no matter what they do versus only having the option to use those savings for college because it's not for everybody. But I am grateful I went to college. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I would redo anything, to be honest, because I think all of it has led to like the greater good for me. But I think if younger people were coming and talking to me about it, I, I really, I think take a year off, like you're 18, 17 or 18, maybe you're 19, and you have the rest of your life to go and learn. And I wish that in the U.S. they would give children, because they really still are children even after they're 18, um, the opportunity to just take a breather and digest what really matters and kind of get some of the, like, Wonky giraffe baby giraffe walks out of the way without it being impacted in a collegiate setting or whatever that would look like for them because that's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of um expectations that we put on them, and they're just so young, and I know in other countries they do the two years of civil service for the country that they live in, or they do offer gap years where you can apply for the universities and then you can go and work. You have to like prove that you're working, but then after that you can come back and take your spot in the university that you were accepted into. And I think that's really cool. I wish there was more of that available here in the States. And I know it's, it's coming, but it's slow. So As a hairdresser who has prided herself on education, both before and after being in school for college and for hair school, I just, I can't ever stop learning. Like, learning really is just such a big part of who I am. And being able to learn from people's experiences or have them share things with me just... It fills up my soul and my body and my mind and I just, I love it and I know that I'm not the only one who should be hearing these things from the humans that I learn from and that's really kind of the heart of this podcast, ideas, getting these things out there for other people to consume, to inspire them, to maybe ignite something in them, to pursue that they've been hesitant or just to be reminded that they're not alone in what they're going through because a lot of us go through the same things in tandem of each other but don't share it because of fear or shame or guilt or just embarrassment. And those are really low vibrational feelings and very valid. But I just I want people to know that they're not alone. There's lots to learn. And you don't have to always... Do it in the way that it looks. It doesn't have to look normal, quote unquote. So anyways, I am so pleased you're here. And that's a little bit about me, how I got here, how this podcast has kind of come to fruition and what I really hope it does for people. So as these episodes come out, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you would help get this out there into the world with me. So if you would share this, with somebody each time you listen, or if you'll go on and rate and review, I, I would really appreciate it. That's how these podcasts kind of grow and take a life of their own. And I really want to get into the ears of people who need to hear this stuff. So thank you so much for coming and listening to me today. I will see you soon between appointments.